Welcome to The Good Talks. Each week we will be introducing you to members and experts from the Good Tip App community. From talented artists, city experts, business owners, and professionals from all corners of the world, ready to share with you their good stories and tips. Welcome, Saskia Van Erwin, a good friend and a really good tip for those of you who want more from a yoga, breathe work, and meditation session. This is a great opportunity to really get to know the person behind the sessions that leaves us all in a good place. And one of the benefits of joining Saskia in her sessions is that she goes out of her way to organize the best retreats in the most scenic spaces with great food. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here today and sharing with us your story. Hi, Saskia. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me on the show. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so I'm really happy that you came on and that we can talk about this because one of your retreats is starting soon um, in a couple of months. Um, so um, I want to start actually talking straight off the bat um, about the retreats, um, why you like to organize them and what they mean to you. Why I like to organize? Um, well, personally... I, the thing I love most is to teach breath work, yoga, um, yeah, to people and do that on an amazing place. Have one week with people from all over the world where you really have time away from your daily life and in a beautiful setting. And, you know, you, one thing is doing a yoga session or breathing session one hour a week or something. But this yeah. is really, there's more time, there's more space. And, and we go to a stunning location and just taking time off really away yeah. from your daily life. I think that's most important. And uh, well, it gives me the opportunity to travel as well. And it gives me freedom. <laughs> and uh, well, I, I can do what I love most, guiding people in this process. So all those yeah. ingredients. Uh, makes me love it. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. So it's a it's a win win for for your clients um, when they get out there and they spend a whole. Uh, it's five days, six days. The retreat. Uh, yeah, six days, six days, six days. So they really get to disconnect. Um, so what's the biggest thing uh, that you say comes out out of these retreats? Well, it also depends on your personal intention, of course. But right. what? like almost everybody always say is that they come back to themselves they they uh, can relax just not like a holiday relaxation but like a deep relaxation they gain insights they release some stuff right they have time to really reflect and think about what they want to do and they basically become their best selves again because they really yeah. take time off so Everybody, of course, comes with a different intention, with a different reason why they're there, but they all leave, um, uh, yeah, like lighter, happier, more joyful, just they're the better version of themselves. So that's, that's <laughs> a general thing. So they, yeah. the, the mission is accomplished. <laughs> yes, most of the time. No, always, actually. I've never heard somebody yeah. say, well, no. Yeah. No, it always, yeah. I mean, imagine oh, everybody and people from different countries and you really yeah. connect with the group as well. It's like... <laughs> It's a very safe and open environment and, and very beautiful, very peaceful. You don't need to do anything. If you don't yeah. want to join the sessions, it's fine. But most people always join the sessions. The food is prepared. We do beach trips. We hike as well. So okay, it's a combination great. of like fun activities, active activities. And then the sessions, um, yeah, the yoga breathing sessions is more to go within and work with your body and your mind and your feelings. So the combination is great. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, I have to go to the next one. Hopefully it falls on a, <laughs> on the right time. As um, soon so as I have the dates, I send you. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> 
So how many have you done so far? And um, have you learned anything? Uh, I suppose with each one, you pick up something new to take to the next one. But um, what are some of the things that you've picked up and, and how many have you done actually? I've done, I was counting, I think 12, to be oh, very wow. precise, um, mm -hmm. because I started like uh, seven years ago in South America while I lived in Colombia. Yeah. And there I did many on the Pacific coast and on the mm -hmm. um, Caribbean coast. So they're, they have two coasts, nice. right? And there were mm -hmm. always very secluded, amazing places where jungle meets the beach and I mean, next level. <laughs> and uh, now I'm back in Europe. Three years ago, we came back and yes. I started in Mallorca and Ibiza. Um, okay. But what I've learned, what I've learned mainly, I, I thought about that question, is to protect my own energy because the first ones you really dive in. So you're kind mm -hmm. of wearing two hats. One is yeah. organizing the retreat, which is very practical in a sense. And the other is guiding the sessions. That's more like, uh, yeah, providing the space, holding space for people, which are two different roles. And that's a lot right. of work. So, well, I in Colombia, I had somebody helping me organize the retreats, which was amazing because then okay. I didn't need to organize all. But back in Europe, I, I tried to do it all. But I realized that's not the best decision. It's better to do it with somebody who organizes the more practical things so I can really mm -hmm. focus on sessions. And, you know, people release a lot of stuff. They enter into processes. So to protect my own energy and to not... Um, and like very exhausted in a way, right? Of course, of course. Yeah. yeah, it's emotional. So I think now after like 10 retreats or so, I started learning that finally <laughs> to not be emotionally exhausted. And on the one hand, I'm super um, full. It gives me the, 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 the best feeling. But then you have to go back into your daily life and, you know, be a mom again the next day. So I learned yeah. to have some space to uh, not be so emotionally attached to the people. And I come back. Uh, home with more energy, let's say. So that's a big lesson. I think uh, what I've learned yeah. years it took me years. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. It's uh, yeah, because you're really instructing and taking care and guiding so many people. I don't know yeah. how many people normally join your retreats. Uh, between, well, the maximum is 15 normally. Okay. Now, this Ibiza retreat is 12, depends on the villa as well, the house where we go to in Colombia, I had, I think, 15 or 16 max, because then it's still intimate. If it's bigger, it becomes not so intimate, and it's way, it's too much. It's not yes. so nice for me. Yeah. Okay, that's good. And so, do you have uh, already plans for the next one after Ibiza? Yes, uh, actually, mm -hmm. in um, March in Mallorca. I'm just getting ah, okay. the dates, so okay. uh, soon, soon okay. I will send it out. We're working on it. Okay, perfect, perfect. Um, so I just want to switch gears a little bit for the moment. Let's go back to when you decided this was something you could do and want to do. Did it happen in your life at that moment that either inspired you, or was this always something that you knew you wanted to do? <laughs> It kind of happened because I, before I was an entrepreneur, I think we talk about it later. And mm -hmm. I, um, like 12 years ago or something, 11 years ago, I went to India and I did my teacher training, the first one in yoga and pranayama, like breathing, but mainly mm -hmm. yoga, hatha and vinyasa mm -hmm. yoga. And then uh, I was working, I had my own company by then. And at night I was teaching yoga in Brussels. I lived in Brussels by then. And I realized like, oh, this is pretty nice. From the first classes, the, yeah, the classes were and, and it just happened very kind of natural. Then we right. moved to Colombia and my teaching just really 
uh, took off, let's say, because I spoke English and Spanish and people liked as well the English because there were not many by then English speaking people and teachers. So I started teaching a lot to foreigners as well, to locals. And well, from one day I met a girl who wanted to organize retreats and she had a beautiful location on the Pacific coast. She liked my teaching. She always came to my class and she was like, do you want to be the teacher of this retreat? I'm like, of course, let's do it. So it kind of, they asked me to join and it was their first retreat as well. Okay. And it was a huge success. So from then on, we organized once or twice a year something together at that magical location in Nuki in Colombia. Mm-hmm. And then it just started rolling. Other people approached me to do something with them. I did one on my own, you know. Once you do it, it's kind of... It just goes. It starts rolling, of <laughs> happening. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. Perfect. When you started studying yoga, you started a specific type of yoga that deals with breathing or... No, uh, well, breathing in, in now breath work, as they say, is very popular due to Wim Hof, for example, right? This Dutch guy mm-hmm. who's always yes. taking ice baths and, and other um, guys mainly <laughs> who bring yes. it to the West. But in, in yoga, yoga is not just the physical movement, right? Yoga right. means union in the end. So it's connecting yeah. with yourself. And in yeah. yoga, we meditate. We learn how to meditate. We learn it's called pranayama, breathing techniques. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. over more than thousands of years old. So it's basically nothing new okay. um, yoga is movement part yoga is a way of living it's how you behave not only on the mouth but also in your daily life right okay. so it's way more than people just nowadays see that somebody's doing a posture on a fancy yoga mat it's just a yeah. tiny part of it right but, um, so the breathing um we learned i learned in this training i did in india i learned many yes. breathing techniques mm-hmm. and yeah well i think since i don't know how long like a few years now this breath work how they call it here in 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 the west in europe or in the states it's become mm-hmm. very popular because i think many people are burned out they are stressed yes. they want to please right so they mm-hmm. took those ancient techniques changed them maybe a little bit made it a little bit more fancier you okay know? Are, are using it a lot here, but it's it's nothing new. Right. Okay. Because I did try one of these. Oh, nice. <laughs> Point zero meditation in Florida and Miami. Um, it was a gift for my birthday. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and so they used uh, these headsets, right? So that you could just focus on, on the breathing and on the instructions. So it's also supposed to cut, I suppose, the noises and maybe just not feel, you know, the group or hear anything just to feel isolated. What do you think about that? I've never done that. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) The thing is now, it's interesting that you mentioned this because everybody is inventing something new, right? Everybody (laughs) wants to have their own style and their own technique and their, you know, I'm the founder of whatever it is is called, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, if it works, it's great. Uh, What I do in the sessions, the the Mm -hmm. breath work sessions, I use a technique that's called liquid breath. Yes. It's more like they... They call it a feminine breath. So you, okay. you you focus on breathing out a lot because that's kind okay. of relaxing you and releasing tension. Mm-hmm. If we do breathing circle with like 12 people or something, nobody's wearing mm-hmm. a headphone. Sometimes yes. there's, there's live music. And I think okay. it, if you do it in a group, it's even nice to... Because yeah. you're, you're lay, you have to imagine you're laying on your back, you're wearing an mm-hmm. eye pillow, so you don't see anything. But right. feel the group energy, but not yes. in a negative way. It's not that you're right. laying like next, to, it's just, it enhances the experience, mm-hmm. in my okay. opinion, right? In your, so, okay. Yeah, you hear each other, and but you're still very much in your own.
own process because there's music, because I walk around or sometimes different teachers, they guide you, they help you. So, yeah, but I've never done it with uh, with earphones. I mean, it could be interesting. <laughs> it's really interesting. It was, uh, no, it was, um, yeah, it was really nice, actually. So let's talk about a little bit um, what the difference is between um, the breath work and meditation, right? Is there a big yeah. difference uh, between the two? Yeah. Well, meditation, how I learned it at least, because now there are are different techniques. Like, um, well, what we do normally, you have different forms of meditation. Meditation is to connect with within, right? Right. Mostly you close your eyes, you take a little moment to kind of calm down. Often it's guided. So you put your headphones, you do it alone. You just listen to a voice that is guiding you. Sometimes uh, you use some breathing techniques in the meditation. So you breathe a little bit to calm down and then you listen to a visualization or whatever the theme is, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's meditation where you just sit on your own in silence and you don't do anything. You just sit and close your eyes. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, yeah, there there are many techniques. So it also depends Mm -hmm. on, on what you like, but that's mainly you sit and you kind of go within with your eyes closed, right? Right. Connect and to also be because life is very busy for many people. So you just sit there and you kind of connect and and do nothing. Listen to your inner voice instead of going outside and, you know, all the chatter that is always there. Mm -hmm. And some people say it's quieting down your mind, but your mind is always there. It's talking. It's fine. What you do is you just observe your own thoughts. It's like, oh, well, I'm thinking, okay, that's fine. Now I come back to whatever I'm doing, listening, focusing on my breath or whatever you do. Mm-hmm. So it's not about not having this chatter. It's about kind of becoming more centered and more calm. So you can then go out into daily life when right. you feel more centered and calm. And then everything starts flowing better. It's easier. If you're more centered and you feel good, whatever mm-hmm. happens outside, it's, it's less affecting you, let's say. Right, right, right. Yeah, and breath work is like... You breathe all the time. You don't need to think about how you breathe, right? Nevertheless, many people breathe in a wrong way, wrong saying they kind of breathe very shallow, very quick. They almost hyperventilate because they're kind of stressed, right? Right. So what I do with the breathing coaching is we look at certain breathing patterns, like how you breathe. And the good thing, the most amazing thing about breathing is that you can take control over your breathing, like... That's one of the few things in our physical body we can take control over because it's happening automatically, but you can change the way you breathe. So therefore change your state of being, if that makes sense. So for example, if you're very busy, you talk a lot, right? Often, I think everybody knows that feeling you breathe very high up in your chest. You're a little bit like Mm -hmm. like that, right? So what you can do is use a calming breathing technique to lower your breath, to kind of slow down your nervous system, and then your whole system, you start feeling calm again. Okay. on the opposite, if you've had a rough night or something, and instead of taking three coffees in the morning, you can do like activating breathing, a little bit more active. So you're kind of waking up your energy system and you feel alert and you don't need coffee, you don't need anything else. So that's just two simple examples of what you can do with the breath. So you can change your state of being. And that's a very powerful tool because you can do it right here, right now. Always. So it's very, so it's, it's actually like even a physical, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's very solution. Physical. So it's more than mental, it's physical. 
it's very physical, but mental and physical is connected because mm -hmm. if your nervous system is connected to your brain as well, if you're in this alert state, if you're very rushed, if you feel very rushed and you know how to breathe, you can bring yourself in a calm state again and your mind calms down and you can start thinking more positive again. You know, if you're anxious, a lot of people have anxiety, have burnout, have whatever they have. Mm -hmm. And through breathing, guided with a, uh, a breathing coach or some professional, you can reset yourself in, in only a few sessions or longer, depends what whatever you have. But that's that's amazing. And you you yeah. always have your breath, right? Yeah. Always. <laughs> so, um, so talking about anxiety and all these burnouts, this whole mental health topic right at the workplace, how yeah. do you combine this um, or have you combined it working with corporate clients? Yeah, actually, we when I came back to Netherlands, I started a company with two other ladies and it was in times of Corona. So everybody was online at home. And what we offered was programs where we meditated online with, with many people from a company, for example. Right. So what we did, we did breathing sessions online because everybody can do it. Just, mm -hmm. you know, sitting in your own office, home office or wherever you are. We did a lot of guided meditation sessions and it did not only help individual people, but also for the connection. Right. People saw right. each other on the screen and instead of talking, having a meeting or having a drink online, they did mm -hmm. something more kind of meaningful helped helped you know they connected but in a kind of natural way so yeah they meditated with us and after they did a meeting and they all felt more calm and centered and more connected so that effect was huge that was really cool wow. to see yeah so I yeah can, I can and i even believe it's preventive so it's not only if you already have a burnout then breathing sessions with a breathing coach can really help to kind of you know reset yourself let's say mm -hmm. but even before getting there when you feel rushed all the time or even when you feel good it's just good to implement five minutes of yeah. breathing or meditation or both a combination into your day it's like brushing your teeth almost, but then doing something that really helps you to have a more, uh, well, have a more calm day or a more effective day, whatever you want, right? Right, right. That's true. Yeah. So talking about the online and collaborating with this other company, are you collaborating with other businesses or are you interested uh, to, to partner? I'm always interested to work with like-minded people. <laughs> Always. Like um, for the retreat, I'm always looking for beautiful locations, right? Mainly in mm -hmm. countries where it's kind of nice and warm. We do in Holland as well, one day retreats, uh, but um, always looking for venues, always looking for people. Uh, often we invite people that uh, do, for example, sound healing. So they make music, live music with the sessions we do. Cacao mm -hmm. ceremonies are more popular now here as well in Europe or anybody. For the retreats, I work with people who give holistic massage. Uh, people who offer Reiki so that's like extras you can expect on a retreat as well so yeah mm -hmm. I, I like to co-create a lot with people I really believe that's the the way to go in the future to combine talents. perfect okay great yeah so when we met actually we met you had just left a, a corporate job I believe right and you started the fashion brand so would you say then there's just not one thing that defines you, that you like to try new things and new adventures? Or is this your adventure? Is this the what you feel um, is really who you are? 
I feel I finally found what I want to do. I've done many things. I have many yes. interests and yes. um, I've done the, uh, several studies. But in my 20s, I was just studying, living the life in Amsterdam, right? And just mm -hmm. whatever. I was not so aware. I did yoga since I was 18 to kind of stay uh -huh. calm and already for a very long time. Okay. And then when I was around 25, some of my teachers, she was from Spain, she said, you're going to be a yoga teacher. And I looked at her and I was like, wow, maybe when I'm 50 or something or 60, <laughs> I have way too much energy. <laughs> but then a few years later, I kind of experienced, I started my fashion brand. I, I went a lot to South America, right? And yes. I was so busy all the time and traveling and just crazy life that I... And sales wasn't going well and it was complicated. Okay. So I yeah. kind of had a burnout or beginning mm -hmm. of burnout. And I realized, mm -hmm. like, I thought back uh, to that teacher, that Spanish teacher of mine. And I was like, I think this is the moment I need to go to India to study more, to know more about yoga. Because I was doing it for 10 years already, like, right. weekly. Mm -hmm. So uh -huh. I went and, and, and I stayed there for three months. And there I really, really something clicked there. Like, oh, maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. When I came back, I don't yeah. know if you remember, in Brussels, and I did yes. both. So I kind of was teaching yoga at night and I still had the fashion brand. And yes. that was perfect. I didn't have kids by then. And, and I mean, lots of energy, so you can do both. Yes. And it also kept me calm and connected. So it was yes. a good combination. And then we moved to Colombia, me and my husband, without kids still. And uh <laughs> I became pregnant and then I was like, hmm, what kind of mom do I want to be? One that is always traveling, running a fashion brand and teaching yoga or one that is more present and, and you know, be there for the, for the kids. And yes. so I decided long, very long story short to mm -hmm. leave the fashion brand and dedicate fully on yoga. And like I mentioned in the beginning, it just took off very quickly. And, and yeah, it's kind of, I think when you do what you're supposed to do, it just happens naturally, right? Clients, I don't know where they came from, but they just came in Colombia. And after a few years, I opened the yoga school. I hired other people and I was just growing very organically. And I enjoyed it and I learned so much. And I was uh, training myself as well with the most amazing teachers from South America. So always kind of learning more and it's like the never ending journey. So I, I feel I'm going to stick to this because it's what I really like to do. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing. Yeah. So it was always, it was always you. It was always in you. And uh, yeah. yeah, it just Great. came out when I was 30 or something before I was too yeah. restless, maybe to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you had to really prove it to yourself, you know, I, I think yeah. also <laughs> wonderful. So now let's talk about uh, your recent return from Colombia and let's compare it to that time that you spent in Peru as well. Where did you feel more connected uh, and why? Well, I spent a lot of time in Peru during my time. Uh, first, I was single and then I just recently met my husband. So it was a different phase in life. So right. I really like Peru. I love Peru because it's very like rough and you can feel like still the Inca culture. It's very nature wise. It's very rough. It's very profound culture. The food is next level if you like food it's really good especially on the coast uh, they have a lot of japanese influence as well so if you're a foodie mm -hmm. i would totally travel in uh, in peru and um, yeah it's just very much the the mountains are very wild and rough and it's peru is beautiful you have everything there so 
I mean, by then I loved living there and I lived in the villages. I work with a lot of ladies like artisanos and there's so many different um, experiences you can have, like going from the coast to like the mountains and Machu Picchu, but also Lago Titicaca, which is a lake and, you know, even the smaller. I mean, I can write down a whole list of villages I have to look up again, but that's Mm -hmm. that's Peru. But I never lived in Peru with kids. So moving to Colombia, we got two kids in the end. And um, I think if you travel with kids, also depending the age, Colombia is amazing. It's also very beautiful. I mean, they went to a very hard period in the whole you know, drugs time and uh, Pablo Escobar, but that's like a long time ago. It's very safe now. And uh, Medellin even became like the most popular city for expats and digital nomads. And it's very much becoming very popular now. So I would go with kids. I would go to to Colombia because it's safe. It's amazingly beautiful. The people are like the nicest people I've met from South America, I think so open, mm-hmm. so friendly, and and Venezuelans too. <laughs> Venezuelans too, they're a little bit alike. <laughs> no, yeah, we're very similar. I, I can also talk about hours about whole South America. I traveled from Argentina by motorbike all the way up, so oh, wow. I can give many tips. But if you go yes. to Colombia um, with the family, it's very doable. You can do like a mountain, go to the coffee region. Salento is a really nice village. And then if you're a little bit more adventurous, you can see whales in Nuki, like the Pacific coast. It's very Mm -hmm. rough, but also doable with kids. And then you can go to the Pacific coast and there's Palomino, like a small village where you can surf and just uh, the mountain, the jungle is ending in the, on the beach. So you can see if you're on the beach, you can see the snowy peaks from the mountains. So it's very beautiful wow. there's still like the indigenous villages and it's very it's 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 stunning and cartagena of course if you want good food in colombia go to cartagena that's like okay. the city on the beach uh-huh. uh, it's very much like a city but it feels a little bit like a european city kind of spanish colonial city mm-hmm. but there are the best chefs as well so food wise in colombia i would go to cartagena and mm-hmm. uh, also depends if you're adventurous, if you want to like do hikes and see waterfalls, many, many places to go to. Go to Medellin because it's a vibrant city just for a few mm-hmm. days and check out the barrios, like the neighborhoods and the graffiti mm-hmm. and the culture. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what else do you want to know? I mean, oh. <laughs> well, I want all these tips on the app. <laughs> I write them down. I write them down. <laughs> yeah, that would be really great. Well, Saskia, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for all this information and for uh, yeah, letting our listeners get to know you better. I hope to see you soon on The Good Tip and on one of your retreats. And we'll be in touch. Thank you very much, Maria. It was a pleasure. Hey, thanks for listening and hope you enjoyed this episode. And remember, if you've been searching for an app that makes it easy to share, save and collect all your favorite tips, links, recipes, places recommended or discovered, look no further. Come to www.goodtip.app.